DC Comics has canceled a new comic series starring Jesus after an online poll started by Christians called it blasphemous. Who was behind it? What the series creator is saying? Coming up next, this is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Cameron Strang and welcome to Relevant HQ. And welcome to Relevant Daily, our brand new show where every morning we'll be bringing you the latest of what's happening in Relevant's world covering the intersection of faith and culture. Before we jump into this story, I wanna tell you that today's debut episode of Relevant Daily is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and even powerful e-commerce solutions, all without a single plug-in. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily viewers a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I've been a customer of Squarespace for a long time and we're thrilled they're presenting Relevant Daily. Go support them, squarespace.com relevant. Well, like I said, big news in the comic book world, uh, DC Comics canceling plans for this uh, new series starring Jesus. To tell us all about it, a relevant senior editor and a resident comic book nerd, Tyler Huckabee, is joining us. Welcome to Relevant Daily, Tyler. Hey, Tyler, what, tell me, what, what, are, what are the Christians up to now? Well, it, it, what happened is DC Comics has this imprint called Vertigo Comics, and Vertigo is known for edgier, more adult fare. They announced that there was going to be a new series called Second Coming, written by Mark Russell and drawn by a guy named Richard Pace. Uh, this would be the story of Jesus coming back to Earth after 2,000 years away, seeing that things have not gone super well in his absence, and making moving in with another superhero, a superhero named Sunman, um, sort of a, a riff, pretty clearly a riff on Superman. Uh, the two become roommates and sort of compare and contrast different ways to save the world. I love, I love, I love this premise. So Jesus, 2000 years, largely oblivious to what's going on down here. <laughs> uh, and two, needs to split the rent. He needs a roommate. I mean, it's like, okay, all right. Um, well, what, 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 rent's what's... a lot more expensive now than it was in Palestine <laughs> in zero AD. Uh, but we, we don't really get to see, that's like the basic premise that was explained to us and some of okay. the advanced chatter about the issue. But before issue one even hit, a couple of Christians got very upset about the premise of the plot. An online petition started by Christians that got over 230,000 signatures. What? Uh, attempted to force DC's hand to pull it from shelves before it even happened. Uh, the petition said, quote, can you imagine the media and political uproar if DC Comics was altering and poking fun at the story of Muhammad or Buddha? Has, I mean, has that ever happened? Has there been a major uh, comic series tackle other religious figures? It's happened. I think it's important to remember that in Islam, any depiction of Muhammad is considered sacrilegious. Right. So most major companies have very wisely and sensitively stepped around that. But on the whole, yes, Marvel and DC have in the past depicted occasionally some religious figures. Vertigo itself, the, the imprint in question, has had stories with God in, in the past. Um, and there's even right now in a book called Green Lantern, God is featured as, a, as an antagonist. Uh, so I'd say the premise of this article that this is just some sort of unheard of travesty doesn't really hold up. But the more, the bigger and I think more important underlying assumption that this petition makes is that they, the series is trying to ridicule Jesus. It's sacrilegious because it wants to mock him. 
um, which is an interesting premise to base something off of that you haven't actually read yet, obviously. Uh, but my understanding, based on what we know, what little we know about the issue, is that it wasn't really intending to to target Jesus directly. So, so we, we nobody's read this. This is just based on some interviews with the creator and some kind of uh, promo stuff that's come out. That's uh, do we know anything about the storylines or anything that might have been the thing that prompted them? Because you would think that Christians would go, oh, wow, DC Comics, a big company is doing a Jesus comic book. Like they would be excited about that. What, what set them off that this was going to be maybe a negative thing? Well, this is another example probably of the, the out, online outrage culture getting a little bit ahead of its skis here. Uh, what happened was that in some of the early chatter about what the story would be like, people got the impression that this was going to be, uh, this is going to be making fun of Jesus. Obviously, the idea that Jesus would come back and would be somehow unaware of what happened on earth sort of sounded like it was taking, it was taking some liberties with the biblical version of Jesus that people weren't happy about. But in an interview with this sort of nerdy comic book news site called Bleeding Cool, the creator of the series actually talked about his idea that what, what inspired this is his realization that most of the problems that we deal with here on earth uh, systemic racism economic inequality hunger these aren't things that most superheroes are really equipped to deal with you can't punch hunger in the face or you can't be fast enough to outrun racism so his idea was bringing back jesus somebody who uh, has a promise of being able to fix all of the world's evils and pitting him with our modern interpretation of what a superhero looks like and having that sort of comparison and contrast be a, a opportunity for both insight and comedy uh, but of course now we'll never quite know how that panned out because although DC hasn't officially said that the petition was the reason they canceled the book, it seems pretty clear that's the case. I mean, come on, 230,000 people. I mean, yeah. that's, that is no small fee. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so debut episode of Relevant Daily. We'd like to bring a main story and then maybe a couple other things that our, our, our viewers and listeners should know about at the intersection of faith and culture. What else is going on today? Well, uh, another thing that came out of the, that uh, was in the headlines today was Paige Patterson, uh, former president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, he released a public letter in which he said that he was uh, upset with the Houston Chronicle for, quote, slandering and misrepresenting him. Uh, the Houston Chronicle, of course, released the the three-part report of some, some very shocking and disturbing sex abuse crisis within the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, Paige Patterson was ousted from his role as president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary over allegations that he mishandled story, allegations of a student rape on campus. Um, he has maintained his innocence in that allegation the entire time, despite being ousted. And now he's releasing this public letter saying that once again, the Houston Chronicle's assessment of how that uh, investigation went down was unfair to him. I mean, Okay, so for those of you who haven't been following along at relevantmagazine.com, we've been covering it for the last week. Huge scandals. Uh, Houston Chronicle uh, documented more than 700 cases of sexual abuse in Southern Baptist churches by Southern Baptist church leadership. And it was kind of s systemically covered up, right? And we've been covering it every day. New information is coming out. Why in the world is he inserting himself in the story and saying it, 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 like it's not about me or something like that? There's 700 victims. I mean, it seems like an odd thing to do, like just kind of stay on the sidelines, man. 
This would be a good uh, opportunity for Paige Patterson to stay out of the limelight for a little bit because it does not seem like anybody, including current SBC leadership, really takes his uh, takes him as an authority on this subject. Uh, he did in the letter say that he had compassion for victims of sex abuse and any uh, and any cover-ups or mishandlings that might have happened, but he wanted to make it clear that he still does not believe that he is part of the problem in this case. Oh my goodness. It feels like a Roger Stone moment. Anyway. Uh, okay, let's end on a light note. Any Anything else <laughs> happening? Maybe on the more culture side of things uh, that we can cover? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, well, our, our friend and, uh, and uh, somebody that we're a big fan of, John Legend, released a new song and a new Love music him. video today. It's called Preach. Uh, he says that this song was inspired by his time being raised in the church, where, as he puts it, one of the things we talked about was loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Uh, he's been teasing this video for a while. Uh, the song is about racial injustice, police brutality, and uh, he encourages people who watch it to take a stand. At the end of the video, he encourages them to go to Free America, which is an organization that's committed to criminal justice reform. It's a great video. I encourage people to go watch it. Check it out on relevantmagazine.com. I, I, I got to say, I got to say, uh, this has been a good year for relevant covers. Oh, yeah. uh, so last spring, John Legend was on our cover. He was mm-hmm. uh, playing Jesus uh, in the uh, NBC Easter, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar uh, live musical. And then um, just last week during the Grammys, uh, our two most recent covers, Tori Kelly and Lauren Daigle, went home with quite a bit of hardware there at the Grammys. Uh, hey, I, I hey, don't know. Uh, just, it's, a, it's an incredible accomplishment, and I don't want to take away from what they obviously did to rightfully yeah, earn that accomplishment. Yeah. But would it have happened without being on the cover of Relevant? <laughs> I guess we just don't know. Uh, we we'll, don't know. we'll never find out. That's amazing. All right. Well, uh, hey, listen, Relevant Daily is going to be coming out to you every morning. Make sure to tune in where you're watching right now. Go ahead and subscribe and make sure to not miss an episode. And if you do miss an episode, this is an audio podcast as well. Catch it in your commute on the way to or from work and keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. That's what we're going to be bringing to you every day. 10 minutes, you'll be in the know. Hey, follow along uh, for more at relevantmagazine.com. Also follow us on social media, at Relevant on Twitter, at Relevant Magazine on Instagram. Hey, thanks a lot, Tyler. And thank you to you for tuning in today. This is the debut of Relevant Daily. We'll see you tomorrow. Relevant Daily.